Welcome to Those Two Mums. We are your hosts, Rochelle and Maddie. We are just two regular girls winging our way through parenthood, our relationship, and life in general. Each week, we will be bringing you conversations that we feel just aren't spoken about enough, including IVF, pregnancy, parenthood, relationships, as well as shedding some light on the LGBTQ community. We will be the ones to normalize those tough and awkward topics, and we hope that our conversations help you to feel seen, heard, and more understood. No fussing. Let's get into it. Hello, Maddie. Hey, Rochelle. (laughs) Happy Tuesday, everyone. We have a little bit of a different episode for you this week, but the whole basis of our podcast is we normalize the tough and awkward topics. So this week we are talking about fear and anxiety and how we have found in our lives that fear creates anxiety for us. And we also touch on Maddie's journey through anxiety, how she has worked through it over the last 10 plus years, how anxiety looked different for us becoming mums. And it is such a invaluable, incredible, knowledgeable episode. And we are really here to normalize these feelings and share with you what we have kind of felt yeah over the last few years and how we've dealt with it Maddie you are incredible in this episode and I've said it a couple of times in the episode but I just want to thank you for being so real and raw and honest in this chat to come it was actually really easy because like you said we are so passionate about this topic and this one honestly and genuinely just comes from the depths of my heart when I'm speaking about anxiety and how I've dealt with it in the years and what we're faced with and how we get over those hurdles. So it is genuinely something that is so, so close to my heart and something I love sharing with people because I know how common it actually is and the idea of helping people deal with how they are feeling and just by sharing my experiences, I will tell the world, like, you know, I will tell a brick wall about my anxiety. (laughs) I don't care. Anyone that would listen, really. (laughs) Seriously, but I find debriefing about it even for me sitting down with this episode, I benefited from it because it reminded me of the tools that I use and how I dealt with it and just the anxiety that I've got through over the years and kind of to reflect and be proud of myself as well at the same time. So really enjoy the episode and I'm so excited for everybody to listen in. You are amazing. We will start with our success disasters as always. Yes, take Would it you away. like me to start? You can start, yes. All right, we went away on the weekend. We're very, very busy gals. If you listened to last week's episode, you would know how busy this month of June is for us. But that was the last weekend that we're kind of going away that we've got something planned. But I do want to touch on it a little bit. We went to a beautiful, sleepy beachside town called Sortel in the mid-north coast of New South Wales. We went for one of Maddie's um, family members' 30th and it was so nice. Heaps of family came from near and far. However, what do you do when all of your babysitters are at the party with you? (laughs) Who goes home to bed with the baby at 6.30? Guess this one. (laughs) The answer is us. We go home at 6.30 with the baby. We are the babysitters. (laughs) We did try and push Mac's bedtime out a little bit, but she wasn't really having a bar of it. So unfortunately, we did have to leave the party at around 6, 6.30. We are really lucky that it did start at about three o'clock in the afternoon. However, yes, sadly, disaster. all of our babysitters were having a great time at the party who <laughs> we would normally call to lean on. So I guess that's 
that's kind of like our first experience of that, right? Like yeah. where we've kind of been out and we haven't had someone to look after Mac or we've had to leave because she's got to sleep, la, la, la. So that's our first real taste of kind of like parent responsibilities in that sense. And yeah. To balance it out though, we went and got Japanese and watched the movie in the lounge room floor. And that was the most best alternative we could have asked for, I think. <laughs> the sushi was great. The movie was great. So look. And we were feeling fresh the next morning and everyone else in the family, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so not too bad. Yes, I agree. On the flip side, as I said, we went to Sawtell. And if you're ever passing through the mid-north coast, the northern New South Wales, in the area, live nearby, whatever, you have to stop at Sawtell and go to this incredible bakery it's called Hearthfire Bakery in Sawtell we went there every day that we were there and I cannot rave about it enough it is oh pastries and freshly baked sourdough and quiches and oh my god the bread overload there was just they just had the most incredible stuff and I just keep dreaming about it and I wish that we lived closer to a hotel because actually I don't because my waistline and my bank account would not thank me for that. <laughs> but yes, that is my success because holy heck, it was incredible. Is that dribble on your chin? <laughs> <laughs> Get out. You you enjoyed it too, drawhead. I did. The food, the service and the coffee were a trio dream Mm -hmm. we loved it and yes i was surprised about the coffee so i was stoked it was all in one it was all in one feel good shop over to you all right so mine this one's a bit basic but everyone knows when you're hungry and you're feeling snackish and you have something in mind that you put together and you go you're really set on it you really want it mine was corn chips and salsa i found the salsa in the fridge got me corn chips out Dipping away, having the best time, and then about five chips deep, I looked down and the salsa was moldy as heck. Yuck. Disaster. That was disgusting. So anyways, long story short, that was horrible, and I had to seize my corn chip and salsa cravings, and I wasn't ready to do that, but the mold had other plans for me. So that was my disaster for the week. (laughs) That's... Actually sucks. Doritos and salsa is one like an iconic snack. Yeah, well look, you win some, you lose some. My immunity's probably stronger, so I'll take that as a plus as well. I'm always <laughs> trying to look on the bright side today, and I You are, you are. I'll give you that. But, so it's on the shopping list, more salsa, so I can finish my corn chips. Moving on to my success, I lashed out, I dipped into our savings, sorry Rochelle, and I bought a treadmill. <laughs> success. I am so happy. I don't only spend that much money and I wanted it enough to know that it is worth what we paid for it and I'm sure you'll benefit from it too, Rochelle, but me and my mental health, we love running. We just love it. It's the biggest boost. It's the biggest endorphin rush I can get. I'm a bit of a Forrest Gump, so I'll run until I get a beard. I don't care. I'll run all day. <laughs> is that what happened to Forrest Gump? I've never seen the, the yeah. show or the movie, whatever it is. Yeah, he starts running because he's sad and then he keeps running to deal with his emotions to the point where he's ran that long that he has a big beard. Oh. All right. I'm growing a beard. When you emerge from the treadmill. <laughs> I'm excited to see what you look like. <laughs> I am really proud of you though because, yeah, as you said, you don't spend a lot of money on yourself and very fitting for this episode but your mental health absolutely thrives when you look after yourself and you're feeling really good and 
crazy girl. You love exercise. So very, very proud of you for biting the bullet and putting yourself first. Thank you. I already feel motivated. And as soon as I, as soon as I bought it, I already felt motivated. So mm. I can't wait. And you're going to come down there with me and we're going to do circuits together. Yay. Who's going <laughs> to watch the baby? <laughs> No, I will get a lot of use out of that treadmill. I am. Um, I'm also very excited, and it's one step closer to us creating our amazing home gym that we've got in mind, isn't it? Yeah, we've got one treadmill and two dumbbells now, so we're going strong. <laughs> we will get into this week's episode. As we said, it is so invaluable the knowledge, the information that Maddie shares, and her journey on here is. Just such a great listen and so, so incredible. So thank you again, Maddie, for sharing this and normalizing this conversation and this topic. We do want to put a trigger warning out there as we do touch on mental health. It is a a lighthearted episode, but help is available through Lifeline Australia. Their number is 131114. It is a 24-hour telephone crisis support service. So if you do need the help, please reach out. But moving on, we will get into this week's episode. Enjoy. Can't wait for you guys to listen in. Enjoy, guys. The comfort zone. It's a situation where one feels safe or where your ability and determination are not being tested. So our brains don't know good from bad. They just know comfortable and uncomfortable. And it's where we feel safe and secure in our comfort zone. I'm a big fan of the comfort zone, Mads. I think we both are very big fans of the comfort zone and it is important to have a place where you do feel safe. But when we step outside that comfort zone, even though it's a place where you transition and you grow and you level up, leaving your comfort zone can bring a lot of anxiety. And I'm really excited to talk to you today because I think there's a lot of wisdom to draw on from you in regards to anxiety and mental health. So did you want to give us like a little brief rundown on all my raw experiences? (laughs) (laughs) Standard you response. (laughs) Go, have the floor. (laughs) Yeah, so I've experienced anxiety from extreme versions to minor versions and the groundwork that I've had to take to get to where I am, where I can manage my anxiety without being problematic has taken me a solid fair few years. Mm. And the extreme version was probably, what, eight years ago. But the last five years I've been... I would say anxiety free. Like you're, you have, you get anxious in certain situations, you know, when you're worried about Macklin being sick or X, Y, Z, but you don't have constant crippling day-to-day anxiety. That's not you anymore. You don't suffer from that. No, and that's because I've learned over the years how to put those tools in place. And it, like you said, it is situational anxiety that I get and there's a reason for it. It's not because I'm sitting there going, well, what's happening type thing. I've, I've learned over the years how to tap into what I'm feeling, the emotions I like I become aware of the emotions that I'm feeling and when to deal with it, when to sit still, when to breathe through it and yeah, it just it it's easy now and it's second nature and it's something that I am so, so damn grateful for because yes, it took a lot of work and extreme anxiety, as we all know that especially those that suffer from it, how fucking crippling it can be. And yeah, I just I'm here on this 
episode just to be proof that if you do do the hard work, you do tap into your feelings and you are aware of your surroundings and how you're feeling and what's okay, what's not okay and how to deal with it, then you can find your feet. And I'm, yeah, I'm super grateful for how things have turned out and the way I've gone about things because... Living proof. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, becoming a fiery is something that I didn't think I could ever do because of how I felt emotionally, but that was what 10 odd years ago and now yeah that was the old you yeah (laughs) and I flipped the table and then I become super motivated went played hard at footy and had dreams that I chased there once I completed that my footy career then I turned and moved to my career and became a fire which I didn't think was possible either so just believing in myself and backing myself and my emotions and dealing with it to the point where I feel strength and empowerment and having the uncomfortable feel comfortable Mm. that is beyond an incredible feeling so Mm -hmm. yes can't wait for this episode to just chat away this is going to be a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) pregnancy and having a baby and now becoming a mum do you think that has improved your anxiety or changed how you deal with it or has it contributed to a decline in your mental health what does that kind of look like for you I think you and I can both agree that I've absolutely thrived and at points even forgot they they even suffered from anxiety at some points because I one don't have enough time to think of my mental status and what it's thinking <laughs> about and overthink things because I'm a bit limited on my time these days <laughs> a big thing for you was yeah being with your own thoughts and everything feeling kind of like a little bit scary and overwhelming when you had too much time to think or overthink mm. so we did speak a lot before we had Macklin our daughter about how yeah you would always have someone and you would never be alone and it would there wouldn't be a lot of times for you to be alone with your own thoughts and I think that's so fun because there's a lot of different aspects to anxiety and it's really nice to see that you've kind of taken a really big positive spin on it and you've really thrived with yeah having that little person that kind of keeps you distracted and keeps you keeps you sane yeah I mean like you said, it's when everything is just quiet and you have time to overthink things. Well, for me personally, that's when things I found got out of control and I would send myself into a bit of a panic because I would think about something to the point it became a panicking situation where it doesn't obviously need to, but my little brain was just having a way of a time delving into those thoughts I was having to make it problematic, I guess. <laughs> but since, like you said, Macklin's arrives, it's literally the time just goes so quick I don't have time to even brush my teeth some days so it's so normal as well once we started dating you really opened my eyes to the world of anxiety and mental health and I really appreciate that you have done that because you've helped me grow as a person too and I've been thinking about something quite a lot and as humans we have so much to offer this world there's so many different unique humans there's so many avenues that they can take and we have so much potential but a lot of the time fear and anxiety disconnect us from the ability to do that as children I think we're taught that fear is a negative thing right like But fear has a flip side to it. And if you lean into it, we will never live entirely without fear and anxiety. You can't and we won't get to live in a 
a, a world without fear and anxiety. You know, walking out onto the street is scary sometimes. <laughs> they always say statistically, you're more likely to get hit by a bus than eaten by a shark. They're like, cool, now I'm anxious about walking on the street. So we'll never be able to fix those external factors uh, entirely eliminate conflict or, you know, interpersonal relationships and uncertainty in the world. So we do have to live with it. But that is just teaching our brains and reinforcing that protective mechanism that our brains have, right? They want to protect us. So they going back to, we want to stay in our comfort zone. I've learned this a lot from you and just kind of doing a lot of self-development. If you take a step back and you externalize and you're on the outside of your fears, we can shift into a different kind of way of viewing it. And it doesn't feel as big and scary because you're not in there with it. It's like if you put your fears on a stage and then you stand back and you're the audience, then I don't know, it doesn't feel as scary when you're looking at it from the outside. Have you found that or do you have any ways that you cope with your anxiety and your fears and scary thoughts and anticipation? There's a lot of coping mechanisms that I have and tools that I put in place it's all dependent on situation as well. So I, sometimes I like to sit in the moment and be like, okay, what I'm feeling is not that pleasant, but I like to put it in a perspective where I'm saying, okay, my skin is on the outside of my internal feelings, right? So I'm the shell of this and my shell is bigger than whatever I'm feeling. And that makes me feel, look, it sounds a bit silly, but no, for me, I love it. Cool. for me mentally to wrap my head around that, I'm going, okay, well, I'm bigger than what I'm feeling. So you can shush insides because <laughs> my outsides are bigger and better than you. So I don't know, that's just a way, a powerful way of changing my mindset and saying, I'm bigger than what I'm feeling and it will pass type. Yeah. Just another way to kind of put into a picture and put into play externalizing those yeah. fears and externalizing or externalizing yourself from those fears yeah and yeah building yourself up to be bigger than it because you are bigger than it but when you're in the moment it doesn't feel like that and no, it doesn't I've experienced it myself as well we anticipate fear so much that it then brings on anxiety which we kind of label as anticipation anxiety and it's when you're fearing about going for a job interview or having a baby having a baby yeah you're stressed about something because there's always something that comes up like am I going to be a good mom (laughs) once it passes you look back and you're like oh that wasn't as bad as I made it out to be and I have seen you do it so many times and it's been so incredible to watch how big you've you've come from a lot of the anxiety like we went through so much together in our early relationship. We moved states. You had never been to Sydney in a, you know, a living capacity and a working capacity as an adult. You'd been there for trips younger, but you went to a huge city when you're from a quiet little Gold Coast town and you started a new job all with someone, me, that you hadn't known really for that long, right? And also like never been more than driving distance away from family as well. So yeah. that was a huge part of me that was taken, I guess, in a way. Then I had to be strong independently as such without knowing I can lean on family or drive over and be like, Mum, <laughs> give me that shoulder. <laughs> and you grew so much from it and you look back on that experience with so much fondness, but... Take us through what it looked like in the moment. 
in the moment mm. oh how do I even start on this one <laughs> there was a lot of I feel alone I feel scared I doubted myself in the dream job that I was chasing as well I started to doubt whether I was capable um, whether I was doing the right thing there was a lot of times where my brain was saying just go back home be easier you'll be back in your comfortable little perimeter back in the comfort zone yeah protective brain and that's naturally i was drifting and wanting and i had to push through that and this week's episode is sponsored by once upon app once upon is an easy and fun way to create beautiful long-lasting photo books straight from your phone tablet or computer We share the same idea as Once Upon in that social media can quickly become a picture-perfect snapshot of someone's life and cloud the imperfect reality. But we have joined with Once Upon to remind you that everyday life and the small moments are just as important. Their photo books make the perfect yearbook for your little ones, travel memory books or wedding books to relive your day whenever you like. They have a handy app to upload and create your photo book straight from your phone and trust us when we say these photo books make the most aesthetically pleasing coffee table books scattered with life's beautiful messy moments. When you have a supportive partner like yourself it was a very helpful for me to stay in that situation and push through those emotions and back myself and just persist in the dreams that I was chasing, knowing that the outcome was going to be a very positive one if I pushed through. And if I was to resort back and come back to what I knew and what was comfortable, I wouldn't grow just in general. So the fact that I pushed through that, it just reminds you that the scarier, whatever it is that you're doing, the better the outcome once you get through on the other side. Whether it's not exactly what you imagined, at least if you pushed through and persisted and tried, you still come out stronger and There's a few things that I kind of have taken from what you said. One big thing is motivation. So things are scary. There's so many things that we can worry about. But if you have that motivation behind you, you really want that job. You have wanted to be a mum for so long. I find that we draw on a lot when we want something and it's scary. We go all in because we genuinely care about the outcome and we genuinely trust the process. And so I find reverting back to that when things feel overwhelming or things feel scary or you don't believe in yourself or you don't think that you can do something, whether that be something huge like leaving your job and starting a whole new job or whether that be something so small, if you have that drive and determination behind it, it's a lot easier to to kind of fall back and draw on, on those passions and that motivation. Yeah, you can change your mindset to say, okay, this is scary, the outcome will be great. But instead of saying, oh, labeling that you have anxiety is kind of giving it, like it's kind of feeding what you're feeling, going, I have anxiety. And so you're like, oh my God, I've got anxiety. And your body is processing what you just diagnosed yourself with type thing. Whereas if you change, I have anxiety to, I'm very passionate about what I'm feeling. This is why these jitters are in my body. Then that just kind of takes the road away from I'm anxious and puts it towards I'm passionate and you can admire those feelings more than fear them. If that makes sense. It does make sense, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need a badge or something. I need a, I need a qualification to be saying all this stuff, should I? No, is it I legal think, that I'm saying this? I think you just have so much, I think you just have so much life experience that this is what's working for you and this is what's helped you get through, you know, 10 plus years of working through anxiety. And it looks completely different for everyone. And sometimes people, I'm outing myself right here, 
don't realize that they're suffering from anxiety because me, I have avoidance personality and I like to avoid things and sweep them and sweep them and sweep them under the rug. And my rug is very, very high and tall and it's a very big mountain. But to me, it looks like a nice flat rug where there's no problems in the world because I avoid them all. (laughs) Meanwhile, I have to like climb this mountain to get into the lounge room because of this rug has got so much shit under it. (laughs) True. Very true. It's a huge rug. (laughs) But you have taught me that is not healthy. (laughs) It works for me. It's my comfort zone. It's where I feel safe and it's where I like to be. And talking about my emotions, facing my emotions, letting myself feel anxious used to never be on the cards for me. And it it still does make me feel very uncomfortable to talk about my emotions and it makes me feel very uncomfortable to feel anxious because I guess I feel like I'm doing something wrong or I, f- I take that anxious feeling and I never used to, I always used to think it was my gut telling me, no, that's the wrong thing. You shouldn't be doing that. That's bad. Whereas now it, no, you're passionate about it, like you said. Mm. So 100%. People, you hear people say it all the time, mindset is everything, but God damn, the brain is so powerful. It's so strong. Like it's, it, it's mind blowing. <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> was that intentional? <laughs> As I was saying it, I realized what was happening. But <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but like you've seen me, like it doesn't happen often, especially now. Because, like I said, I don't have those times to delve into my thoughts too deeply to make them fly off the Richter scale. I want to talk about that for a second. It's now just shifted, hasn't it? We now have someone else to be anxious about. So it's not about our own fears and our own what we're worried about for ourselves. It's now, well, I'm anxious that my kid's going to get sick when they're a newborn or I'm anxious that I'm going to do something wrong or I'm anxious that whatever the 107 billion things that go through a parent's head on a daily basis about what they're worried about down to are they warm enough at night so it's just switched hasn't it to being anxious about like the other day when we flew to Sydney say I never have anxiety I used to like I've did fly and fly out work and there wasn't a part of my mind that was anxious about flying. Like I loved, I didn't mind flying. I hated flying away from the Gold Coast, but loved my job. So I was flying to something that I looked forward to at least. But when we went to Sydney on the weekend, and it was Macklin's first flight. I had so much anxiety and it wasn't the fact I had to sit there and be like, why am I so anxious? And I was trying to think about, no, I'm not passionate about this flight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the flip side of it, right? Yeah. I think so, we, we should definitely get there because there'll be people sitting there being like, I'm not fucking passionate about this. I'm just really nervous about it. Like, No, I, it wasn't because I was passionate about the flight. It was because I'm so protective of Macklin and I would do anything to protect her. Like you said, I just go into this protective mode. And But if I was to circle back pre-Macklin, and when it was just me and my anxiety, I just want to normalize it to those people out there that feel anxious to the point of shivering literally on the toilet because you're just that nervous and everything's just evacuating your body, you're throwing up, you're just your thoughts. I was even, my teeth would even chatter at some points. Like it was, my whole body felt like it was shutting down. It's only happened a handful of times in my whole entire life, but those are the most 
it's one of the most horrible feelings you can go through and especially people that don't experience anxiety like when I met you you weren't really familiar with anxiety to the degree that I felt it and what happens and the emotions that come with it and where they come from and half the time I don't even know where they come from as well so for me to explain something as well when you're feeling when you have a feeling so strong and you have no idea where it's actually come from that's what's terrifying because you have all these physical symptoms come in and especially when I met you to explain it to someone that you're trying to impress as well it was quite an overwhelming experience and I thought for sure you'd pack your bags and that puts more pressure on yourself so when you get that anxious feeling it only gets worse because here I am trying to impress you and be strong and independent and show you that I am someone worthy to be with it's hard to put on that front when you're feeling so many emotions and having that many physical responses with your body we gave this advice to your little sister a little while ago hello buddy we love you (laughs) (laughs) it can be really scary to give yourself to someone else when you're starting a new relationship or when you have these quote-unquote flaws or what you think are flaws and share them with someone else because yeah it is scary that they might run for the hills and if you're an adult at any stage some point in your 20s late 20s early 30s you have baggage everyone has baggage you are not going to find someone without baggage and if you do weird they're probably hiding it under their rug (laughs) your rug (laughs) yeah come under my rug I've got got a lot of space under here it's endless it's a bottomless pit what you need to do or the advice that we gave her is you need to be confident in yourself and you need to make sure that you're happy you need to make sure that your needs are met and you need to make sure that you're comfortable within yourself because you can't give yourself to someone else confidently and willingly if you don't feel it yourself you have to put 100% of the work in for you you have to know what you like and you have to know who you are as a person before you can then wholeheartedly go and give that to someone else and so I don't think you realized it at the time Mads but you were like that you might have felt nervous and you might have felt scared but you were like hey this is me and this is how I'm showing up And because if you hide those parts of yourself from someone in a new relationship, they're going to come out eventually. Yeah. So you may as well show that at the start. And if that person then chooses or doesn't choose to want to be with you, that's on them. That's not on you because that's who you are and that's who you're always going to be. And yeah, you can work on it and you can grow and, you know, things can kind of get better or worse, but that's always going to be a part of you, the anxiety and the anxious thoughts and, and the fears and the worries and the struggles. So I really like that if we're looking at it from a flip side. I like that you showed up unapologetically, authentically, and you said, this is me. This is, you know, what I deal with and what I've been dealing with, and this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And I took it. (laughs) You took it to the point where, because I was open and honest with you, you took it on, and that made me feel close with you and not shy away from those things. And because of that, my anxiety just started drifting away anyway because I had a partner that was by my side appreciating all sorts of me and there was nothing that I needed to hide, hesitate or hold back on, not to mention that we got out of long-term relationships and I wasn't there to bend backwards to impress you or fake anything over because we, you and I, we've talked about before, we've learned so much from our pre- previous relationships and we would 100% do them over again because of how much we learned from it and how much we 
grew from it and how ready we were when we met each other and the versions of us that we wanted to give to each other. So shying away from being my true self and keeping like in my anxiety experiences and feelings to myself was only going to set me up for disaster in another failed relationship. And there is so much in that and there is it, it speaks to so much to say I'm showing up unapologetically exactly who, is I, who I am and this is me. Yep. And I think there's so much in that. And I think that's how every single person should show up every single day in their life. And it's sexy. Yeah, bitch, look at me. Look how I am. Take it <laughs> or go home. <laughs> okay, we've kind of delved a little bit and gone rogue. We're talking about a bit of self-confidence. But if you suffer from anxiety, please don't worry that someone's not going to love you because of it. Because that's crazy. Crazy, crazy talk. And you know what? You got our Instagram. If <laughs> Slide into my DMs. I'll talk to you all night about how it feels and how I overcome it because I'm an open book. You know me. I'll talk to a brick wall if I wanted to. She will. Don't tempt her. (laughs) She won't leave you alone. She'll harass you. But I'm so passionate about people that feel it because I've been there and I empathize with people that feel it because I'm like, fuck, it's a horrible feeling. But it's such a powerful feeling when you know you are in control of your body to the point where no matter what you feel, you know you'll come out the other side. And that's taken me years to get there, but I don't fear anxiety anymore. Like I feel it and I know how to deal with it no matter what situation it is. Anyone that's feeling it, look, I've been there. I've felt it with you and slide into my DMs. I don't know. (laughs) Cute. I just want to end on one thing, talking about showing up authentically and you know, being kind to yourself and being the best version of you. I always try and put myself in this kind of situation. It's like the be your own best friend situation. We are so excited on what other people are doing and what is working best for them and what they're doing. And, you know, we're like, yes, go on that holiday. Yes, go and do that thing. Yes, go for that new job. And we're our best friend and our loved one and our family's cheerleaders And it's so easy to forget what you're working towards or what you want and what you need because we're so busy thinking about what other people are doing and what's serving them. Remembering to show up for yourself and remembering to fill up your own cup and know what serves you and be your own cheerleader like you're everyone else's cheerleader. If you wouldn't say that to your best friend or your partner, don't say it to yourself if it's negative. And if you would encourage your best friend or your partner to go and do something or feel a certain way, encourage yourself to do that just as you would anyone you love. Oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> Thank you. We will leave our comfort zone, anxiety, level up, self-confidence chat there. It's just a little pep talk. Thank you so much, Maddie, for being so raw and honest and just normalizing people feeling anxiety. That's what we wanted to put out there and just letting people know pretty much everyone, unless you're pre-24-year-old Rochelle, feels anxious at some point in their life (laughs) or they're just avoiding it and they don't realize it yet. But it is so normal and to varying degrees. But if we can remember to love ourselves, lean on those support systems, communicate with the ones around us and communicate with ourselves, we can level up. We can find strength in those hurdles, you beautiful humans. 
Thank you so much, Maddie, for being so real and raw and honest with sharing your journey with us. And we hope that this conversation helps to normalize some of those feelings that you guys might be having out there because we have definitely experienced them too. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening today. If you'd like to connect with us and stay up to date with our day-to-day life, as well as future episodes, you can do so on our socials at those.2mums. We absolutely love bringing you these conversations each week. So if you love it too, please subscribe and leave us a review. Chat to you all next week. Bye.